This is a humble man recording. Scano, Sego, Ani, you're listening to the Red Road Podcast with Courtney Skye and Hayden King. Is it going? It's going. I think so. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Red Road, here we are. Good afternoon, Courtney. Good afternoon, Hayden. How is it today? Good. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. This is uh, episode number seven? Ish, yeah, seven. seven. I think we just come up with the numbers and the titles after the fact. We really have no idea where we are in time or space Mm -hmm. somewhere on a crowded highway. Yes. So our last episode went over very well with uh, my ASMR. Well, we hope so. We haven't actually launched it yet. <laughs> Come on, you have to pretend like oh, this is I like have, we're oh, this is real time here. Sorry, I thought we were uh, gonna like not release actually, this in sequence. Actually, that's true. This is this is a we're doing an interlude episode here, so this is not connected to. It could be episode ten. It could be episode fifteen. It could it, never air. Yeah, this might not ever air. This also is just like something that I have been looking forward to. It is a rehash of a discussion that we had in our pilot episode, which has not been released. Only a select few of our friends and enemies have heard that. And um, so this is a conversation that I have, I think, only gotten roasted for and never able to defend. I, I don't think that it ever will be released because I just, in principle, think that it's ridiculous. This entire premise? This, the entire premise. So why don't you tell people what we're going to do here? Today? Okay, so what we're going to do is I have... Uh, printed off um, and calculated using a website my birth chart and Hayden's birth chart and done a compatibility of our birth charts and I have provided that information to Hayden. I have pre-read it. Hayden has read it uh, before we have gotten or started recording and now we're gonna like talk about our birth charts. I read it five minutes ago and I still think it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a valid critique. Astrology. I mean, we talk a little bit about this in the podcast. You're sort of into astrology. I'm a little bit into astrology, yeah. I think it's interesting. I'm not into astrology. Well, you're going to be by the end of this podcast. I feel that astrology is just a little bit too general and can be applicable to any individual and in any circumstance. Uh, So, in that sense, it's... Not really useful. And I also feel, I also feel, if it were the case that it were taken seriously, it's sort of a behavioralist approach to uh, personality and our lives, right? So if you're a Leo, I'm a Leo. So if you're a Leo, you are constrained by the sun and the moon and all these behaviors that uh, govern your... Yeah. So I don't think you're constrained. I don't think there's like a constraining. I think that what you're talking about is like necessarily maybe like generalized horoscopes being bullshit and astrology and birth charts is a little bit separate. Like horoscopes are like the prediction of based on your whatever and birth charts and this is a little bit more personalized. It's the more like uh, individual approach to astrology so basically it's like a birth chart is um it's based on your specific birthday your specific birth time and location and based on where you were born and the time you can like pinpoint where you were and all of the celestial bodies in the universe were at that exact time and based on that is how you are may be inclined to do or behave in a certain way. So you could be inclined to react to certain situations. And I think that's pretty like indigenous. I think it's pretty like a little bit more realistic because then you take like, you know, what's unique about you. Is this in the great law? Is there a, is there a wampum on astrology? (laughs) There might be. I mean, indigenous people have used stars and different celestial bodies for a lot of different things. To mark time, location. It's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Travel. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I don't think we had any personality tests, quizzes. No, we probably didn't. Um, 
but the elder is saying, I don't know, I think you're acting this way because Mercury is in retrograde. Well, I also think that like people have personality attributes based on their clan. Fair enough. And so I think that kind of behavioralist applies. Like, for instance, when I go to a health conference, it's overwhelmingly bear clan people that are there. That's interesting. That's an interesting <laughs> observation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went to a right, health okay. conference once and they had fish for lunch. Yes. And a uh, hundred people ate enough fish for three hundred people. <laughs> that is a bear clan. True. Yes. Trait. Well, I, I do. I don't know if clan traits. This is this is sort of like game theory level. I told stuff, you not to bring that shit you know? up. I told you not to say that shit in this car. And yet here we are. Okay. Fine. Okay. Forget so about I it. will say. So we'll start off with saying that Hayden is. Uh-oh, so, um, I'm getting a text. Um, so Hayden is a Leo. Big surprise. Everyone's familiar with his hair. He's also a moon Leo and a rising Virgo. Surprise. I am an Aries with a rising Leo and a moon Leo. So there's a lot of Leo energy in the car. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to explain all this shit as we go through it, but, uh... I have reluctantly agreed to participate in this experiment for the sake of the podcast. All right, how are we going to do this? Okay, so I'm driving. Hayden has the sheets. You're going to, like, read out the interesting outtakes for, or the interesting things that you are compelled by about your birth chart. Because there's 20 pages here. That's, like, all of our shit, though. There's 20 pages of single-space 10-point font. There, it is definitely 10 point font. Um, <laughs> it is 19 pages. And I got 20. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, <laughs> and uh, it is, yeah, it's your birth chart, my birth chart, and our compatibility. That's a lot of information. Okay. I don't know if people are really going to be into me reading this stuff, but. You know what? This is for a go. very niche audience. Not everyone is going to listen to this episode of the podcast, and that's fine. But the people that are going to listen to it are going to enjoy it. So maybe it's not about you, Hayden. <laughs> Maybe maybe this will go for our Patreon supporters. Maybe exclusive yeah. content. Exclusive content. Maybe yeah. To to unlock the mysteries behind Hayden and Courtney. Yeah. I think uh, people heard that I was an Aries Leo Leo, and there's no mystery left. <laughs> well, didn't we also say we weren't going to talk about my hair anymore after the the first episode? Um. No, we said after like those. I got all those weird tweets. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about your hair. Hayden is and more again. than hair. And here we are again. All right, so the sun in Leo. So what is the sun in Leo? So that is based on the month that you were born in, and your sun sign is, like, your general. Like, that's what everyone kind of knows your thing to be. It's, like, where the sun is when you are when you were born, essentially. So it's like, has to kind of do with, like, birth month. Um, so if you were to ask someone, ask, what's your sign? I'm an Aries, you're a Leo. Okay. So there's an unmistakably regal air to solar Leos. They are dignified, even noble folk. Leos have, my last name is King. Mm-hmm. They are, they have a reputation for being conceited, but think again. Leos do not, do, Leos do feel important, but this generally takes the form of wanting to change the world. To make the world a better place. Alright. I'm, so, I'm starting to get into this, alright. So, yeah. <laughs> Loyal and sometimes rather traditional, very traditional, that's, you know. Leos are, after all, a fixed sign. They'll hold on to situations and people for a very long time before they give up. There's an unmistakable idealism to Leo's views of the world and the people in it. Although on the surface, Leos appear rather confident, they can actually be some of the most humble souls around. They are the first to blame themselves when something goes wrong. Once again, it's the Leo self-importance at work. (laughs) And this characteristic works in unexpected ways. Instead of being conceited, self-absorbed show-offs of the reputation... They are usually self-aware, self-conscious, and yes, even humble. Just a humble Anishinaabe. That is me. So... <laughs> yeah, so that's what it means to be a son oh, Leo. Man, okay, alright. So, I mean, I think there was a lot of things there that, like, even though you say you don't agree with it, those are, like, very... I think people that have listened to a number of our podcasts will have heard you say some of those things about yourself. Yes. Uh, so, I may, maybe I will have to say I am somewhat persuaded, but 
maybe I've been... Is it because it says you're noble? (laughs) Noble, humble, yeah. Uh, Traditional. Traditional, want to change the world. This is why people like astrology, because it just tells you good things about yourself. Yeah. Um, I guess I've just always understood the general horoscopes. You know, Leos are self-centered, self-absorbed, vain, arrogant, presumptuous, Mm -hmm. prideful. Oh, I guess that's... That's here, right, under, right underneath everything else. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is okay. on the list. Yeah, so it is on the list. So, I'm yeah. going to move on. So, what but is... But, no, look, so what do you think? Do you think it's, think? like, you're a little bit inclined? But it's, like, saying nice things about you, right? I mean, not all those things are nice things. But I would say there's not anything on that list that I would not say relates to you. Uh, I'm not going to har- I'm not going to disagree with this analysis of me... Wanting to change the world, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of maybe I want to change the world a little bit. Um, yeah, I, nothing. Nothing stands out at me as being like, okay, this is bullshit. Okay, so this is the other thing too. So like, based on like where the moon is and where the um, where say like Saturn is and where the sun is and all those kinds of things, all of those different aspects of your of the way the universe was interplay with one another so they like balance and so sometimes people might not feel necessarily a sign or close to their sun sign but they um have other qualities that become more dominant and sometimes if you have like clusters of very alike other things so like let's say like a lot of your the rest of your chart is in cancer then you might mistake you for being a cancer because that just played more dominant based on like your location and time of birth so is this apply to everybody that was born on the same day and time or does it apply to many other people so this specifically only applies to people that were born on your birth date in whoa all right uh, so this at is personal. This is personalized. At, at the exact time, yeah. Oh, so this shit. is like based on like a male person born at 50 a.m. on You're giving people 19 too much. <laughs> we can delete that out. We can beep it yeah, out. My, that's it. I'm going to have... Okay, so what is Leo Ascendant Virgo? That's the next thing I gotta read. Okay, no, that's the you can skip that one. Oh, skip it. Yeah. Are you sure? Because I think it just says that that I'm a humanitarian who aims to treat everyone as equals. Oh, so this is where your son is. Okay, I'll I'll move on then from from that. But you know, humanitarian, I'll take it. You don't treat anyone like equals. All you do is slander Hadinishoni people. Okay, what Moon and Leo? That's next. Yes, Moon and Leo. All right. So Moon and Leo, depending on other positions in the chart, Moon and Leo people are not necessarily outgoing. When they feel comfortable, they do like being at the center of attention. That is, they like being in the spotlight, in the comfort of their own homes and with family and friends. They enjoy entertaining others and often take the role of comic. This is a rather creative position of the Moon. At the very least, Moon and Leo people want to create and entertain. They can be rather lazy at times and a little bossy too. Generally, though, they have a deep need to treat others fairly and justly. They require lots of love and care in order to function well in the world. When they feel slighted, these people can be dramatic in their emotional displays. When their pride has been hurt, they are given to big scenes and sulking. Um, Okay, these scenes generally don't last long. However, Lunar Leos uh, are often personally popular folk who are valued for their integrity and strong sense of justice. Generally, it's easy to lead, to reason with a lunar lion, appealing to their well-developed sense of fairness usually works. All right. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean... So here's the interesting thing about this, is that this is true for both of us. So this is something that you and I have in common, is having our moon in Leo. Okay. Um... I, yeah, I mean, I guess I always rejected the notion that I was a Leo because I wasn't like this outgoing center of attention type of person. Like, mm-hmm. very, very rarely am I <laughs> trying to do. I, people listening to this, listening to this, and don't know me, know mm-hmm. that I'm in the media, whatever, and that might betray what mm-hmm. I'm saying here. But generally, I'm not that keen to be the center of yeah. attention or 
anything like that. So it's I interesting. Think, I think one of the things about Leos that like often gets confused is that people think that they are trying or achieving that instead of just being naturally good at that. And I think that's very true for you is that you're like naturally you you're competent in that kind of having that comfort of being in the spotlight. So it's not like a difficult thing for you. I get I th- like it's like there are people that would like be, have major anxiety, for sure, for major sure. social anxiety, avoid it at all costs. And for you, it's kind of like a non. You're like, it's like eh. not an issue. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I try through my work. I'm always fielding media requests and sending mm-hmm. them out to other people, and a lot of people just don't want to do it. They don't mm-hmm. want to engage in the discussion or whatever. And I think it's partly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know it can take. It can. There's a lot of negative consequences that come with mm-hmm. it. But I guess my. My approach has just been one of um, ambivalence, you know? Like, yeah. I care really not that mm-hmm. much about... That's extremely Leo quality. It's extremely Leo. Peak Leo. Is that Peak what Leo. people described yes. in the past? Yes. Um, so this is where the moon was when yeah. I was born in yes. this location. And that impacts my personality. Yes. So this is... Do you think anything in there is true for me um yes I, I think I can think of a very specific example uh, <laughs> it does say here that uh, Moon and Leo are a little <laughs> bit bossy um when they feel slighted they can be dramatic in their emotional displays actually I don't know about that I haven't really seen that I was going to say what? that thing exactly oh, okay because you sent me that um email transfer that email money transfer (laughs) that said like what is the best nation and I typed in Mohawk and that did not work and I have not deposited that money yet it has been sitting in my email for (laughs) 10 days and I have refused to deposit the 40 bucks you sent me (laughs) well it doesn't list stubbornness on this chart oh you'll get to that So, yeah. But I also, like, not only didn't deposit the money, I proceeded to, like, thread and drag you for that on Twitter. (laughs) Which I think would be a display. I think that qualifies as a display. (laughs) But, um, you also do, as many of our conversations Mm -hmm. that don't make it on that podcast indicate to me, have a deep need to treat others fairly and justly. Mm -hmm. You are deeply committed to justice for not only Indigenous women, but Indigenous children. Um, and that's very clear. So, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Does that mean we were born at the same time, in the same location? No. It means that the moon was in the same place when we were born. Oh, okay, of course, right. Yeah. We were born Uh, many years apart. (laughs) Like six months. (laughs) Like seven years. Um... Okay, so where are we headed next? Um, bum, 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 bum. What is next, Courtney? Something it is after your moon? Ascendant Virgo. Okay, Ascendant Virgo. Here we go. People with Virgo rising. Well, what is Ascendant Virgo, first of all? So, sometimes people don't necessarily strike you as, like, their sun sign. They might strike you as, like, having a different type of personality or giving off a different impression, and that is often because their rising sign is like um, is a completely different or contrary kind of sign. So they give off that impression, or that might be, might be how people interpret them. So for me, people often think that I'm a Leo. My rising sign is Leo, but your rising sign is Virgo, which I think is interesting. So so people might mistake you for being a Virgo as opposed right. to a Leo. And so rising just means like the sign that comes afterwards or... So the rising signs change, I think it's every two hours, which is why it's important for you to know like your specific birth time and you, um, that rising sign is like, it cycles through your calendar faster. Okay. I don't know why exactly. So, people with Virgo rising are often a little understated in their personal mannerisms and appearance, although a lot depends on the position of Mercury, the ruling planet of Virgo, in the chart. Generally, there is an intelligent and reserved aura about Virgo rising individuals that's unmistakable. 
They're actually somewhat shy people who need to analyze things around them before they warm up to both situations and people. This quality can be received as exactly that, or it can be received as a rather standoffish, cool, or even critical manner. One of the biggest personality traits of this position is body awareness. People with Virgo ascendants are sensitive to any discomfort or other signs that their body gives them. Many are especially interested and concerned with physical health, and many are attracted to mind-body awareness exercises such as yoga. Uh, nope. <laughs> Virgo rising people are rather particular about food, although some have good appetites. There can be an uh, unmistakable pickiness about where they put what they put in, their, in into their bodies. Uh, okay, so some of that. I mean, yeah, I, I have. I've got to be honest with uh, the astrology subscribing public out there like the first half of this I mean it definitely makes a little bit of sense I am slow to get comfortable in situations I think I also think that like those two qualities together so like the having that reserved and standoffish but then like coupled that with like being a Leo I think leads to like a lot of the misconceptions that people have about you about being like I don't know, I maybe see it more often because people react to me and talk about you a lot more than I think they would ever talk to you about you. People have misconceptions about me. Well, I think that people are just kind of like, oh my God, what's it like? Because people treat you like, they give you a lot of deference and they give you like, what, you no know what I mean? Like, nobility. But I think that people are, like, I think that's true. Like you're generally, like you can be quiet and you cannot be uh, like a gregarious go in and take over no. the spotlight kind of things. And I think people are kind of like, oh, that reserved quality coupled with, like, other qualities make people kind of, like, I don't I'm, know, hesitant to... I don't know. No, definitely very yeah. sort of reserved and shy, I guess. But then the part that doesn't work, make sense to me is the... Um, <laughs> yeah, you treat uh, your body like a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> concern with physical health. I wouldn't go so far as to say I treat my body like a dumpster, but, you know, I did have a few cigarettes today, and... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and you're drinking a coffee. I have a coffee at six o'clock. Yes, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I I I try to eat healthy and exercise, but not. Do you, in no, a, you never I, do. I, what are you I, talking about? I, like I feel like we had like a conversation uh, maybe like well, two weeks ago when you were like, I'm eating the second half of this sandwich. <laughs> when uh, you were like, I ate like I'm eating this warm egg salad sandwich that I bought four hours ago. <laughs> I've been carrying it around in my bag. So, <laughs> yes. Now, a consequence of, and I don't know if this is going to sound like something a Leo would say, but <laughs> a consequence of just always rushing around from place to place and having no time to eat anything properly is that I eat half-eaten sandwiches in my mm -hmm. bag that have been there for four hours. Yes, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Uh, that does happen. But I do. I mean, I, I, I am active. I'm you know, I, I think, yeah, I think people also know that, like, both of us are probably, like, busy rushing around people because we're recording a podcast in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, that cat is out of the bag. Yeah, why are we doing this? Like, this was your idea. Take, take, take the couple hours a day you have where you're not doing work and make more work for yourself. Uh, so is that a Leo thing or a Virgo thing? It might be both, right? It's those two things connected. Okay. So they also say Virgo ascendant natives have a tendency to worry a lot, especially when confronted with new situations. They notice the tiniest details that others overlook. So what do they mean when they say Virgo ascendant natives? Like this isn't a, this isn't a chart made for like us, is it? No, oh. no. It's like the other use of the word natives. <laughs> okay. Um, people that exist in that thing yeah so this is the thing where like so because you have Leo twice in your area and Virgo only like once you're probably more stronger in the Leo things and so some of these like qualities that come in conflict with Leo those become more dominant okay I, this is confusing to me so it is confusing yeah but I... I it, thought you would like this, though, because it's about no. your favorite subject, which is you. <laughs> it's a very... Well, as you said, it's a very Leo thing for us to be sitting and talking about ourselves. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I did start out very skeptical about this exercise. I... Yeah, I can't I, remember what it was, but you asked me if I was, like, talking about you at one point, and I was like, no, if anything, I'm going to talk about myself, because I'm just as self-involved as you are. <laughs> I'm not self-involved, I'm not... Yeah, I would say you're probably not, but like, 
It was a good burn. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit self-involved. Uh, yeah. So there are shades. What I'm saying is I've read through my... What have I read mm -hmm. through? My sun, my moon... And your rising. And my rising. My sun, yeah. my moon. There's a, there's a whole... There's a, there's, there are literally dozens of bullets with incomprehensible yeah. subtitles. So that's like where other things are when you were born. So like things like where Saturn was and where Venus is and what that implies about you and all those other things. Conjunction Pluto, Lilith, House 2 in Libra. I have no idea, have no idea what Yeah, these mean. are wild. So we're not going to read, we're not reading no. any of those things. Oh no. Uh, just cut off a car, it's fine. <clears throat> so we're not going to read any of those things. We're going to read the sun, the moon, and the ascendant. Which we already did. We already made it through So, it. okay. So I am going to flip through this stack of papers until I can find... What are you again? Aries? I'm an Aries. So I am a rising Aries. All right. So we're going to do the rising... Or not Aries. No. Uh, sun and Aries. Sun, sun and Aries, moon and Aries, ascendant Aries, Aries, and then we're going to do our <laughs> compatibility. Um... You're looking for sun and Aries. So, <coughs> should we pause and pick this up at the next drive? Because we're like 10, so. 10 minutes yeah. away. Because we spent. That was 25 minutes. That's a lot. We're going to have to cut that down. Well, I know, but we're going to mm -hmm. spend 25 minutes talking about your stuff. We're talking even more, even more time talking about me. Huh? <laughs> we're going to spend even more time oh, talking okay. about well, me. Okay, well, we're not no. going to do it in the next I'm 10 just, minutes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Turn it so off. We'll, we'll finish this. Mm -hmm. We'll finish the, our, our segment today. Put it in the glove box. Oh, oh the thing's okay. Yeah. We're back. Hey, we're here. Welcome everybody back to the Red Road. We are on uh, the QEW approaching Dixie, Dixie Road, for those of you familiar with GTA traffic. Very heavy today. It's been snowy and very cold in Ontario. Temperatures rising, so we've got slush and wet roads. Long commute. Long commute ahead of us. Your traffic updates are getting a lot better. Yeah? Mm-hmm. They're sort of useful, useless to anybody paying mm -hmm. attention, I mean. That's traveling on this road. Do you think any of our listeners are actually doing the same commute as us? Do you think anyone's coming in from Six Nations to East Hamilton to Toronto and back? Yeah. Well, maybe not through Hamilton. Not the circuitous yeah, route yeah, we take. Yeah, It'd be interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe we should do more regular updates. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you are, you should uh, let us know and hit us up and be guests on here with us. And uh, we almost picked up a guest on our way through. That's right. We uh, ran into to Tim Tim Thompson. Yeah. The, uh, the Yellowhead Research Fellow. Mm -hmm. Mohawk expert on all things indigenous mm -hmm. I guess policy related mm -hmm. uh, but our we get we got listeners from all over the place we do we have listeners in uh, Austria Austria yep and lots of listeners in who is listening uh, to us in Austria we have a follower some some diasporic Indian yeah uh, shouts out to you yeah, thanks for listening, <laughs> yeah. Austria. Thanks for listening. Um, we also have um, listeners in all parts of essentially like the far north. Um, Kujuak, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're one of our top uh, communities that Amazing. listen to us. Yeah. Amazing. Really, uh, really uh, representing uh, lots of people listening to us. I'm excited. Uh, Hamilton and Toronto continue to be our number one listeners. So. Like, that's what I mean. That's probably people that are they're used to the commute, right? Yeah, they maybe they're, maybe they're they maybe they're behind us right now. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully they're home already. Yeah. Hopefully you guys left work at a reasonable time, got home on time. Uh, we are not. We are stuck. So today we're attempting uh, to to do two podcasts. Yes. Because I think you're going on vacation. I am going to be on vacation, and I'm going on work trips. Wow. So yeah. i got to find my own way. Yeah, you're going to have to figure out how you're getting... It's going to be a lonely ride. Yeah. Secretly happy that I don't <laughs> have to commute with this angry mohawk anymore. 
You could commute anytime. You know what? I'm just joking. Yeah, and you know what? You you get Take this ride. Bus. You get this ride for free because you don't even pay me what you owe me <laughs> for the gas. I'll, you don't even pitch in. I'll pay so. you later today. <laughs> Paying you with my charm and wit. I want a refund. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did a podcast months ago now where we read our birth charts. Yes. And uh, for some reason. We executed my birth chart well, but when we got onto Courtney's, we had some audio quality and it didn't work out. So we are now, since we're trying to do two podcasts in this commute, we're revisiting that episode and trying to get it out there in the world to Austria and Kujuak. Uh, so this is, uh, this, is, this is the second half of our discussion that we started back in, I don't know, September? Yeah. So this was like one of the second or third things I made you record. So maybe we'll insert it somewhere around here, like the uh, previous recording where uh, we're talking about Hayden's uh, birth chart. But um, yeah, this is one of the first things. Because this was like one of the first um, things that I did when I met you was ask you your birth time location. And It was very uh, creepy. Yes, birth date, exact birth date, time and location. So maybe we shouldn't be doing this extended intro <laughs> since people have already listened to 30 minutes of this podcast and now they're like what the fuck is happening um we'll make eric do some editing magic it'll make sense <laughs> okay uh all right well let's uh continue on with this discussion mm -hmm. and and we didn't listen to to uh that podcast mm -hmm. that we recorded so many months ago so mm -hmm. i'm not sure i remember exactly what we had to say about astrology mm -hmm. i guess all we will say is uh i mm -hmm don't know much about astrology and deeply yeah. skeptical um yeah you compared it to game theory and i almost kicked you out of that's the car right, that's right is that yeah. what we talked about yeah yes uh, uh yeah i will say though so since it's been since i introduced you to astrology a few months ago and time has elapsed have you become a, a better scholar of astrology i haven't i haven't spent two minutes thinking about it i expected you to become an <laughs> astrology ho <laughs> Uh, I think I, I think at the, I do remember at the mm -hmm. end of our last, uh, podcast where we read my birth chart that I was like, okay, that makes a little bit of sense, but I, I, I gotta say it didn't stick. Did it didn't not stick. stick. Did not stick. I really just want you to understand the memes that I share on my Instagram story. That's right. all I'm okay. looking for. <clears throat> uh, well, they all make sense now after I've read your mm -hmm. birth chart. You've so, read select portions of my birth chart. Okay, so so Courtney has provided me with a multi-page document yes. uh, that has been edited by her to remove all the <laughs> negative aspects of her character. Mm -hmm. uh, I have no but, negative aspects. Uh, of <laughs> I will find them nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, have you had a chance to think of any? Um, a special burns or commentary? Special burns. Well, it, yeah. it's, it's a lot of material and it's mm -hmm. in a language I don't really understand. So, um, I, I do understand that you are an Aries native. Yes, I'm Aries. You really hate the use of the word native well, to mean anything other than First Nations. I'm curious, you know, if you're an Aries <laughs> native, does that supersede your Mohawk <laughs> nativeness or, uh... Um, Fun fact, all Mohawks are Aries. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains a lot. Yeah. Um, so Aries, if you didn't know, is the first sign of the Zodiac. And uh, Aries natives... Wait a minute. Does that mean you got a birthday coming up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when's that? It's uh, April 7th. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you'll forget that as quickly as you forgot all the other details about... <laughs> I'm. Well, if Aries is the first sign of the zodiac wouldn't it, i guess it doesn't link up to the gregorian calendar no. then huh oh, gotcha all right well mm -hmm. it's the first sign of the zodiac the first uh mohawks mm -hmm. always want to be first mm -hmm. <clears throat> the first and the last mm -hmm. so in fact your birth chart says they're the first to start mm -hmm. and the first to finish whatever you set out to do you are an active energetic person uh people with the sun and aries i'm not sure what that means but Mm -hmm. Sun and Aries are direct, straightforward, uncomplicated, and they expect the same from others. And you're baffled when you don't always get it. Now, Aries also enjoy a challenge. Aries' sons are happiest when their lives are moving forward and active. There's a childlike quality to all Aries' sun people, and it's often quite charming. Oh, mm -hmm. it's so sweet. It's so nice. Childlike. Yes. Bratty. <laughs> Bratty. Yeah. Um, 
infantile, <laughs> headstrong, whiny. Yeah. So I believe we're reading this. I because... have been <laughs> witness to numerous tantrums. <laughs> this is the thing too. So I wish that that first recording did last because when we first read my birth chart, you were much less willing to roast me. You were like, <laughs> I guess these things, are, you're like, I guess, I mean, maybe sometimes you're bossy, but now that we've been commuting and in this car together for, I don't untold hours, you're like, yes, you are a, bra- a brat. I've had many months <laughs> to get to know you. <laughs> Listening to me rant about the frustrations of my job, but also being the only person that drives this car. <laughs> well, Apparently, feedback from our listeners is that I, I I don't stand up enough to you. You don't. Well, that's my chance. Yeah, this is yeah exactly here. Let's see. Let's this see. This is the Let's opportunity. Go. Okay, so Moon and Leo. Uh, yes. Depending. So what does that mean? So Moon and Leo. So this astrology, right? It's where you're. It's based on like where you were in the universe, where you were born at the exact time, the exact location. And where all of the celestial bodies were in relation to that, your birth, essentially. So the moon was in the Leo yes. quadrant. This is something that you and I have in common. This is true for okay. both of us. Okay. We're both so I moon have and to... Leo. Okay. Yeah. So depending on other positions in the chart, moon and Leo people are not necessarily outgoing. When they feel comfortable, they do like to be the center of attention. That is, they like being in the spotlight in the comfort of their own homes with family and friends. They enjoy entertaining others and often take on the role of comic. Well, that's interesting because you are a comic. Literally a comic. You're literally comedian. literally a comedian, and yeah. so it, it, uh, mm-hmm. it reflects your reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, though this says that you're really only comfortable being a comic when you're around friends and family. Mm-hmm. Is that... Uh, how, how, but you go and perform in front of dozens of people regularly. Lucky if there's dozens of people when I perform comedy. (laughs) I perform in front of fives of people. (laughs) All right, okay, okay. I maybe have performed in front of tens and tens of people doing (laughs) stand-up. But uh, that's probably it. Um, Yeah, I mean, comedy is something that I do not as much recently, but I do have some shows booked coming up over my vacation. going to go out and do some stuff and uh, tell some jokes. Does that mean you're you're getting lazy? Um, I've been commuting home at night after work instead of okay, staying in the city. Okay, all right, okay. Well, because... So, no, I inter- haven't been hustling comedy, though, that's true. Interestingly, your birth chart here on the moon in Aries, moon in Leo uh, thing says, this is a rather creative position of the moon. At the, mm-hmm. very least, at the very least, moon in Leo people want to create and entertain. They can be rather lazy at times, though, and a little bossy, too. That's about you, not me. (laughs) I am not bossy. Um, You are literally my boss. (laughs) I like to believe that we have a a horizontal organizational structure. Is that why you're the executive director? (laughs) Maybe we're going to change that that, that title to be... uh, Grand Chief? Head Leo. Uh, Too many Leos. Um, Too much Leo. I wonder if our listeners have noticed that, whether there's so much Leo energy in this vehicle. Peak Leo. Mm -hmm. The Red Road. So, you do create, though. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm a little bit surprised that that, that, uh, it it says that these people are lazy because you do Mm -hmm. seem to be always moving and always doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have lots of stuff on the go, lots of different projects. Um, Directionalists. Directionalists. Short short attention span. (laughs) All right. Okay, Always okay, doing okay, things. Okay. No, I'm. I'm the one. I'm doing a better job at roasting myself than you are at this point. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're just like, taking an interlude from the the roast because your birth chart says you are brave and know how to take risks, have the courage of their convictions, is honest, imposing, and sharp, a great sense of respect and justice, as well as organizational sense. So that's a very, you know, that's pretty, that's, a, that's, that's fairly accurate from, from, uh, from what I know of you. You do obviously have a very deep well of empathy and, uh, and aren't afraid to, to push that to, to make change. Um, I've also seen your graphs <laughs> and pie charts yes. and you've got the organizational sense down. Your car is very messy. My car's so messy. Listen, the fact that you are regularly in the passenger seat is a feat in its of itself. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. There's not. There's yeah, no. This is a two passenger SUV. I have. So the organizational <laughs> sense needs to be applied to the podcast car. Yeah, the podcast car. Um, the back seat does have a lot of stuff in there. A lot my, of stuff. My stove brush, my backpack. So a the set- sewing projects I'm working on. <laughs> Your variety of projects are. It's a podcast car, but also a quilt-making car and beading car and mm-hmm. yes. zine-making car and so on. So, Ascendant and Leo. Um, so, what's Ascendant and Leo mean? So, this is the thing that changes quite often in people's charts. I don't know how often it changes. But, like, it is your, like, ascending sign. It's also called your rising sign. And sometimes this is, like, what people might perceive you as. As opposed to what you feel on the inside. Very interesting. So, you, for example, are a rising Virgo, which makes so much sense. It's scary. I am a rising Leo. Which also makes a tremendous amount of sense. Because, you know, you do have a tendency to... I'm quoting now. You do have a tendency to overestimate things and yourself. This is due to a natural enthusiasm and optimism about any new undertaking. Sometimes you can be a walking commercial. In fact, Leo Rising people make excellent promoters. Leo Rising people are generally demonstrative and given to grand gestures. Drama comes naturally to these natives. In fact, some are so caught up in fiction that they're a little blind to fact. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of willful ignorance to, you know, Nishnabek supremacy, very, you know, artificially pro-Mohawk, perhaps, uh, exaggerating certain aspects of your people. I'm very proud of my people <laughs> and their, our many accomplishments. Their manner, <laughs> Those are all facts. <laughs> uh, their manner is very authoritarian and strong. Mm-hmm. Very full emotional life. Yes. Uh, but they also want to make things happen and create a stir. So I feel like yeah. I try not to do that. Although yeah. I will say that like, I have been trying to be more... Um, controversial on Twitter and I've tried to subtweet and I subtweeted an organization a couple weeks ago and they responded to me with like 10 messages like 10 tweets like a freaking long thread about how I was roasting them and I was like you're not lo- like this is not how this works I can't subtweet in peace <laughs> this is not what I wanted very sensitive to uh, mm-hmm. the natives these days mm-hmm. on Twitter um but yeah, I no, I mean I don't I don't really, you know, you uh in our conversations that are not recorded on the podcast, there's certainly plenty of drama. Plenty of drama going on. Um but no, yeah, I don't I, I this one might be a little bit off. I don't I don't mm-hmm. despite my prejudice against Mohawks, your 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 manner's not exactly authoritarian. Um but you do, you know, you you know, you, you try to push things and cause a stir. You know, we all like I'm, to be provocative. I'm a, a very calm Mohawk. Very I don't know if you know Mohawk. that, but people often consider me very shy hmm. and very quiet and Interesting. like not Interesting. super assertive. I've been told many times by like my aunties that I'm far too soft on Anishinaabe people. Yeah, I have yeah. far too many Anishinaabe friends. I'm too sensitive to their needs. I'm too accommodating. I need to be even stronger and more forceful towards Anishinaabek and um, undercutting them and their nationhood. You need to live up to the standards of your birth chart. I feel like that too. The people, especially the rural people. So yeah, I think that there's there's elements of truth in this birth mm-hmm. chart, but also areas that don't really make sense. Don't really make a lot of sense. It's yeah. A little bit, uh, a little bit hit or miss, but mm-hmm. um, you. Do you think, do you think that it's, uh, what do you think? It's accurate? Um, I think for the most part it's accurate. There are some other pieces where it's like, sometimes when you like read your birth chart, you're like, oh my God, that's why I do things or what's going on. There's like one thing that I didn't realize was so true about me in my birth chart where it talks about how like, 
I expect people to be like as forthcoming as I am uh-huh. and when they're not it's just baffling right and that is so true like that is so <laughs> when people just aren't honest I just it often doesn't even occur to me that people could be dishonest or manipulative I just assume everyone is like forthcoming with their intentions and their motivations what about I mean do you perceive um unwillingness to be forthcoming as dishonesty I mean it could be maybe for someone in my case just not interested in being forthcoming how are you not interested in being forthcoming that just sounds like dishonesty I'm fairly I'm kind of a reserved person I know you are you are a very cautious person read the Virgo rising (laughs) thing again that's all it says in there Virgo rising yeah you're Uh, just just you being a Virgo right now all right well Eric will insert the clip of me you reading Virgo rising Uh, no I think you are yeah you are a reserved person it makes you incredibly hard to read it's very annoying Uh, and unfathomable for people who are uh, bewildering. What is this? Ascendant? No. What are are we talking about again? Uh, Rising Leo. Rising Leo. Yes. So, well, yeah, that, that's, uh, Mm -hmm. that's your birth chart. Now we're going to talk a little bit about our compatibility. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think, I don't know whether we talked about this already or in the recording, I might be repeating myself. But this was like, when you asked me if I would do this podcast or propose the idea of doing the podcast, I was like, yes, let me compare our birth charts. And so I went and did this before agreeing to do this podcast. And after I read this, I was like, yes, this podcast will be a good idea because we are pretty compatible <laughs> via our birth chart. But there's, that's, a, that's so interesting because when I proposed the podcast, it was sort of like a joke. And then you were mm-hmm. like, all right, let's get serious about this. Let's go straight to the birth charts. This is like literally, that's, that's what it says in my birth chart too. Like, oh, yeah, spur of the moment ideas, just doing this, going for it. Yes, exactly. Take your day done. Off. If you had done that, you would have said that and be like, I shouldn't joke about doing projects with her because then they'll happen. <laughs> I have learned my lesson to not joke about doing any sort of collaboration. I, I, I was just joking when I mm-hmm. made to be a research fellow, and now look at this. <laughs> look at this, yeah. Months later. The uh, most published Yellowhead research right. fellow. The, yeah, multi-published. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but uh, on the other hand, I mean, this, is, this has been a project that is sustained mm-hmm. as opposed to moving from project to project to project, which is... Mm-hmm. Was that in your birth chart, or did you just add that? <laughs> it was there. Um, I think because we only, sometimes we only end up commuting, like, what, one day a week? Because yeah, yeah, our schedules yeah, yeah. are so crazy. Yeah. It's easy to come back to. Plus, we leave all the stuff in the car. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, our compatibility. Back to our compatibility. So, most of our stuff about compatibility, as you were referencing earlier, mm-hmm. is there. This, is this, this, and I quote, mm-hmm. it makes an excellent uh, union because neither has to explain to the other about his or her life goals and overall personality. The two people complement each other in basic ways. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice, but I'm also curious, like, what if you put a person from, you know, so we share so much in common because we are both First Nation uh, individuals, but what if you or I were non-Native? You know, would this would this compatibility uh, still apply? I don't know. You probably wouldn't have been born in Wabashine. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, like the locations of where we were born also includes that kind of thing, right? Like, hmm. if... yeah, yeah, yeah. But all I'm saying <laughs> is, their compatibility says that you know we we get each other. But you think we get each other because of that? Yeah, I guess, I guess we have the, that shared understanding. If anything, that... we don't because you're in Nishnabek and everything you do doesn't make sense. That's the thing we conflict the most about, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, when we get down to opposition Sun-Mars, whatever that means, uh, we and this is a challenging aspect of our compatibility, we are a pair that has frequent disputes. We may find it difficult <laughs> to speak calmly. Uh, might too frequently adopt an aggressive, defensive, or offensive stance with one another. Conflict is caused if they both want to dominate the other and if they are not consciously attempting to relate on a basis of mutual understanding. One may lay down the law, give orders, and make the decisions. So that's a sort of a strange tension, you know? How is it on the one hand there's a compatibility because we get each other, and then on the other hand there's this... uh, uh, defensive posture mm-hmm. 
where one of us is seeking to dominate the other. It's a good thing you're so passive. Passive <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. That's our alternative podcast title. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is the thing too, right? So this is like in relation to like where your sun sign is and where my sun sign is and how those two relate to one another. And it's like all of those things together. So it compares all of them and provides all these different like, you know, whatever different points there are. There's like 10 or 15 of them about how we relate to one another. And so it's kind of like the overwhelming collection of them, right? Because we might have like one negative thing because you get, get along really well. But if everything else is in conflict, then that's obviously going to like have a heavier weight to it than other things. Yeah, yeah. But we yeah. do, uh, I definitely am more aggressive than you are. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I, in, in some aspects, uh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. You're an aggressive driver. I'm not an aggressive driver. <laughs> no, you're very, you're, you're a good driver, you're a good driver. Are you dead? You get us, you get us safely <laughs> where we need to be. Um, you could be on the bus right now. It's true, it's true, it's right, true. Look at it, there's one right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's our birth chart and our, and our mm-hmm. compatibility, and, um, mm-hmm. Let us know how yeah. you feel after listening to 11 or 12 episodes of this podcast, whatever number we're on. Mm-hmm. Do our birth charts make sense to you? Yeah. Is astrology a crock? Let us know. Also, tweet at Hayden and let him know he shouldn't ever talk about game theory on this podcast again. <laughs> I'm happy to not talk about game theory. All I'm saying is it's, this all seems a bit behavioralist. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, so that's about it. That's about it. Uh, have a good week if we get this out. Hopefully, have a good week. Read your horoscope Mm -hmm. and uh, do your birth chart, report back, let us know what it says. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, talk to you all soon. You've been listening to the Red Road podcast created by Courtney Sky and Hayden King. Sounding audio editing by Humble Man Recording. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I've been driving in my Indian car to the pound of the wheels drumming in my brain. My dash is dusty.